Handle on the News. Handle on the News! Rich Morata here. Congratulations on escaping the throes of Morning Tribe Radio and getting up at 3.30 in the morning every day, only to be comforted by the soothing and uplifting and the always encouraging and calming words of Bill Handel. Oh yeah, it's uh, Thursday. You betcha it's uh, Thursday. If you want to do an impression of Sarah Palin, then you do a double you betcha. All right, a quick hello to uh, the crowd here. Uh, there's Jennifer Jones Lee. Hello, good morning. And uh, Alex, good morning. And uh, there is uh, John Ramirez, uh, good morning. And Rich Barada in for Wayne Resnick. Hey, and uh, Rich, you're in today and yeah. the entire of next week, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. While, um, Through next Friday. Rich, huh? yeah, while uh, Wayne is on vacation. A couple things about Rich. First of all, hearing you do the uh, sports, it's like deja vu all over again. <laughs> It is. Uh, is that good though? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's no, no. It's cer- no. Really, it's not yeah. that. No, it's not that good. But it is certainly. It brings back memories, and it's like putting on an old shoe, you know, or putting on uh, old underwear that you haven't washed. Um, it just. It, it just is really comfortable. Am I that underwear? Wow, boy. Can we come up with a new analogy? Maybe. Please. Yeah. That sounds a little awkward. Does it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Not oh. soiled though. Well, no, no, that's disgusting. <laughs> Old underwear that hasn't been washed, that not soiled, is not as nearly as disgusting. Do you okay. still hate sports, by the way? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Okay, okay. Uh, no, that's not true. I'm watching no. more football. The one football game I've ever attended in my life was with Mr. Murata. Oh no, kidding! Absolutely one. Oh, he went for the food. Uh, of course, I went for the food, <laughs> but because the press uh, gets food and, and the he pregame was, buffet, yeah, and all of that. As a matter of fact, there's a great story uh, that we like to share. And that is, uh, Rich, uh, invite, it, actually, I was invited to to be at the press thing. And uh, he introduced me to Jim Plunkett. Oh, no kidding. And Jim Plunkett, uh, was, and Rich, of course, totally starstruck. And, As we all would yeah, be. And he uh, introduces me, and he goes, Bill, this is Jim Plunkett. Uh, Jim, this is Bill Handel. And I looked around, and I saw the buffet and I ignored Plunkett, and I said, hey, is that a standing rib roast? Oh, what is wrong with you? You were just about as bad at the Clippers game, I brought yeah, you to that. T- totally ignored. But you didn't learn your lesson after uh, the Plunkett no. interaction? No, <laughs> no. You took him somewhere else? Kept yeah. trying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, also uh, one of the things about uh, soccer, I want to point that out. Uh, in baseball, football, it's whatever the score is, and there's no score on the other side. It's zero. 12-0, 1-0, but in soccer, it's 1-0. Nil, right. Right, because that's uh, sort of the universal. Yes, and they're playing out on the, you know? The, the pitch? The pitch. Okay, there yeah. see, there you go. Very good Excellent. Yeah. All, right. All right? Yeah, but it's, I like that, uh, the 1-0. But why, But if you're, if you're taking that phrase, why wouldn't you call football or soccer football? Because if you think about it, uh, it's it is football. It is actually football. Football, right? right. So it's just uh, just wanted to point all that out. Okay, Excellent. and the World Cup. Although Americans are much much more interested in uh, soccer than they have ever been. Oh, myself included. Oh yeah, yeah. I've and, become a big fan of that English Premier League. I I get up on the weekends at four in the morning. Yeah, watch Sal- like three games yeah, from England. You know, Savile does that too. Right. Uh, which yeah. is yeah. I just uh, I don't get that. Okay, let's do it. Okay, we've got Handle on the News, uh, late edition, uh, lead story. Sarah Netanyahu 
And that's uh, BB, Benjamin's Netanyahu's uh, wife. A lot of trouble, charged with all kinds of fraud. Uh, among them, or among the fraud uh, allegations, ordering $100,000 worth of meals from gourmet chefs, which Whoa. is against the law in Israel if there is a chef that is on the premises. She at claims the there was not. Right, and that's the problem. There was a chef. Oh. And was this for one big party no, or something? No, no, over the course of years. Over the course of years. Interesting story about Netanyahu, incidentally. Uh, he became nationally famous because his brother, uh, I think it was Yoni Netanyahu, was the commander of uh, the Israeli forces that went into Antibi. You remember that? Yeah. And uh, he was the only one that died. He was the last one aboard the C-130 as they got Raid all. On that's right. Got everybody in. And as the uh, as the uh, back, uh, the gate is going up and everybody's in there, uh, he was the last one. He was shot and killed. And because of that, the name, and of course, it became an insane national story. And because of Yoni Netanyahu, his brother, uh, uh, Bibi, became a national figure and inter politics. Wow. He has a very hungry wife. Uh, and a very hungry wife. <laughs> yes. What uh, is, how does this compare to the uh, that first lady? Was What was she, a Filipina or Indonesian? The one with all the shoes. Remember oh, Imelda Marcos. Yeah, Imelda Marcos. Yeah, Imelda Marcos. Yeah, this is, no, that was far worse. That's what Scott calls me. Yeah, Imelda Marcos. Imelda, seriously? That's Robin, too. Robin, Robin's into shoes like crazy. Really? What yes. is that? I have no idea. It's it's a woman thing. I I just don't get it. Yeah, I buy like one new pair of tennis shoes every two years. And yeah, that's it's it. just it's a woman thing. I, I even wear tennis shoes with suits now. <laughs> a lot of people do. They, it seems at the Academy Awards, you notice people uh, guys Absolutely. in tuxedos and tennis shoes, like Converse kind of looking yeah. things. Yeah, it's yeah. very hip. All right. Also, uh, we're going to talk a lot about this. The president has reversed himself on the separation of families. And uh, as his own staff saying, we can't, uh, the law doesn't allow the president to do this. Uh, it is illegal. Of course, he does it. And yeah, he's been saying Congress has to do it. Right. right. Now, it, there is a technical, technical issue, but the president could and did change the policy. I'm going to go in, into that because there's, it's pretty deep in terms of what's allowed, what's not allowed, some practical aspects that make it almost impossible to do this successfully. Uh, as a result of this, uh, the entire uh, process of the 20 days, within 20 days, they have to be released. Or do we go back to catch and release, which they may have to? Uh, I mean, it's just, I'll talk more about that uh, coming up at 7 o'clock. Also, just a quick one. This is trending like crazy. The cover of Time Magazine, uh, it's a red cover, and it shows Donald Trump looking down at a toddler who is crying. Oh, boy. And uh, the caption is, Welcome to America. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's the toddler that we've all seen wearing yeah. the sort of pink shirt yeah. who's obviously yeah. looking up at somebody bawling. Yeah, Politi and political. Uh, Time doesn't usually do political cartoons. I was going to add, yeah, and, it, and this really, it's not a cartoon. It's it's a pretty powerful right. image, right? But effectively, yeah. it's a political cartoon. Yeah, because uh, this wasn't an actual picture. Right. It's not and like it, he was standing there with this kid. Right, It's it's clearly Photoshop, but... Uh, it is, uh, boy, what a statement it makes. Also, the same thing you pointed out, Rich, when it had the cover of the president with a crown on his head. Yeah, uh, as king. King. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, all right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. 
and uh, we'll start zipping through these stories. Jennifer Jones Lee. handle here and uh sorry about coming in a little late but this was not my fault this was uh, my fault. yeah well no not fault it was just uh, jennifer saying hey handle uh we have a breaking story and uh I, please share i uh, share the ceo of intel is out according to cnbc bob swan it has to step down as the interim chief and uh, this is what they're saying on twitter Intel CEO is out after the company was informed. Uh, so the Intel CEO, Brian uh, Krasnick, I'm not sure how you say his last name, uh, after the company was informed of past consensual relationship with an Intel employee, an ongoing investigation by internal and external counsel has confirmed a violation of Intel's non-fraternization policy. That is astounding. A consensual relationship where all the parties agree uh, and they had a policy of nan uh, of non franchisation. He is out as the CEO. Brian, they bounced Kras- a CEO for doing that. Yes. Oh my and God! Krasanich and uh, but I pronounced his name wrong. Krasanich and the C. I should say the Intel CEO. Krasanich is out. Bob Swan is stepping in in his stead. That's unbelievable. Who was the non-fraternization relationship was, with? Just said a relationship of an Intel employee. Not an intern. No, nope. an just, Intel just, employee. Just another, another just another part, but they had a fraternization policy. Yep. So but, even if the if uh, he's 50 and the woman's 40. Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Oh, that's man. right. It, that's it's it, it's insane. You can't fall in love at work. No, you can't have a, an affair at work. I have to tell you, it's going to come to the point where you are going to hear that there will be either an entertainment guy or a highly placed executive who will uh, admit that he had a consensual affair with himself as a Boy Scout. And uh, he loses his job because of... uh, There'd be a lot of unemployment. There'd be a lot of unemployment. I had a friend who was a cook at a Red Robin restaurant 25 years ago, fell in love with one of the managers at the restaurant and was told because of a non-fraternization policy, one of them had to quit at a Red Robin restaurant. It's it's just, it's insanity. Do we have that here? Do we have a non-fraternization? I don't think we do. Do we have a non-fraternization policy? I don't think we do. I can't fall in love with Jennifer? Uh, You can't. As a matter of fact, you know, I think if I read uh, the policy here, we have a mandatory fraternization policy. (laughs) You have to screw half the people uh, in your department. I didn't see that either. Yes. Clearly, we are not reading our contracts well enough. Well, was it just a reality show sham? According to one L.A. County supervisor... That is what President Trump signing the order yesterday actually was. Now, that's stupid. 
it wasn't a sham. It was misplaced. It was badly done. It was Trump going off and uh, pulling off a Trumpism. But it uh, a sham? What? He's... It, come on. Uh, yeah. I know. Where, where is she going with this? Well, then, because, I mean, what, has he suddenly developed a heart? I mean, no, is he Mr. Compassion no, now? You know, no, no, uh, no. But a sham is a purposeful uh, pulling the wool over someone's eyes. So, uh, no, I don't think so. Or a fake... Uh, 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 what it'd be a fake show, if you will. It's as though he orchestrated yeah. this from the well start. Well said. Yeah, and he didn't. It's, well, because he you is, saw the political numbers that's on right. this, right? He, he simply like seventy percent is against that. them. I'm not arguing that, but it, uh, but Jen points it out correctly. It uh, he it was reactive. It was not him planning any of this. He plans nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. You know the guy that's known as uh, President Trump's uh, fixer, yes. right? Uh, Michael Cohen. He of the uh, Famous $130,000 payoff to Stormy Davis. Well, he has had another position. Maybe not as many people are, are aware of, uh, you know, not just uh, the president's uh, lawyer and fixer, but he's been uh, he's had a position on the Republican National Committee's Finance Committee. Not anymore. No, uh, he's he's out as that. He has uh, resigned from that uh, from that spot. Yep. He, he, uh, he's, of course, under criminal investigation right, right now. So he's resigned and uh, he's... Uh, and he, you know, his normal, uh, the important role requires the full-time attention, dedication of each member. And, of course, uh, he's a money guy, has been known for a money guy, and has admitted uh, masturbating with a pile of $100 bills in his hands. So, therefore, uh, it was a consensual relationship. Yeah. And I don't know Trump why says, I went. I have no idea why I, I went there. You couldn't, it, you couldn't help yourself. I know. I couldn't the help myself. The devil made you do it. Yeah. All right. So, the, it looks like half of the recent... Although, when I say recent, that's what the headline says. Immigrant detainee deaths resulted from inadequate medical care. Yeah, that's But this eight. goes back to 2015. I know. So, eight in the last three years out of the 16 inadequate medical care. Uh, it, this is not to say that it's not a big deal, obviously, for the person who died or the family. But, I mean, the numbers are so small, it's indicative of uh, what happened. But uh, I'm going to go more of that. The detainee, the whole situation, is so scrambled up. Uh, they're, it's, they're, they're having a hard time dealing with all of this. Yeah, well, who are we talking about here? This isn't the thing that we've talk, been talking about in the news the last No, these are detainees, these... people that are detained out of the hundreds of thousands that have been tained, uh, detained as, uh, among 16 deaths. Uh, half they're saying was inadequate medical care. That's that was what caused the deaths. Uh, and I guess I'm surprised that there have been only 16 deaths. Remember uh, how we were talking to you earlier this week? How I believe it was in Victorville that a lot of the workers there were saying that because they'd had the influx of the new immigration detainees being housed there, their biggest concern was not that they didn't have the beds, they didn't have the staff for the medical care, and that, that a bunch of the detainees yeah. were not vaccinated. Well, now we have a story this morning that says an immigrant detainee in Victorville has tested positive for chicken pox and that a whole bunch of, they say, a, a number of detainees have been diagnosed with scabies. So what they were concerned about was having enough staff to go around and vaccinate everybody and that yeah, there mean, might disease. It is a problem. And they come here from countries in which there is no medical care, right. in which vaccinations are, in many cases, non-existent. And uh, it's it's a mess. I'm going to talk more about that uh, coming up because there's a lot to this. It's not an easy answer to any of this. Let's take a break and uh, come back and do more handle on the news.
All right, Handel here. Oh, timing on my ham and cheese. Oh, today it's only ham. Devastating. I'm totally devastated that I ran out of cheese. That was quite a crunch. I could hear it all the way yeah, over I, here. I, I toast them. So, uh, anyway, there's an Instagram we just put up. Uh, one of the most important Instagrams uh, that uh, we've ever put up. All right, uh, back we go. More handle on the news. Jennifer Jones Lee, Rich Murata in for Wayne and me. All right, and, uh, you know, this whole child detainee thing has uh, tentacles everywhere. Right now, Bill, airlines are asking the government not to fly those separated children on their planes. And we're talking about American Airlines, United Airlines, Frontier Airlines. Yeah. Now issued statements to this. Now, it's very, uh, they've asked, they've requested, they haven't said, we're now changing it as a policy, which you think they would do, right? Saying we are not going to fly kids. Two reasons. Uh, one is they don't know which kids are detained, who's being deported, why they're being sent away or being uh, flown on the airline. They're not told. Uh, they just have the airline just has a contract with the government. And number two is uh, they don't want to piss off the government because if they say no under the Trump administration, how quickly do you think uh, their contract would be canceled? Oh yeah. Oh boy. And government contracts. Oh, and they're big. Are huge. Yeah. Southwest Flight 1380, those passengers who were on the same flight as the woman who was almost sucked out of the window when that jet engine blew, now they are suing the airline. Yeah. What's interesting, though, it's not actually the woman who was killed. It's not her family. No, no. It's eight passengers who were on that flight. Right, who saw it happen. No one who was specifically physically injured. And uh, every, oh, here's a shocker. Every single one is experiencing vertigo, dizziness, extreme emotional distress, anxiety, nightmares, fear of flying, uh, loud noises. Interesting that everyone has exactly the same symptoms. I've suffered those symptoms after sitting next to a screaming kid in the airplane. (laughs) I suffer those those symptoms every time I wake up next to Marjorie. (laughs) From snoring? (laughs) You have bashed her twice in like the last five minutes. No, I haven't. Yeah, you bashed her about Lift Teak. Because she said oh. she wished she'd gotten it done a long time ago, and you said so did you. Okay. And then that. I love her. It's better. <laughs> oh, that's clear. <laughs> no cheese for you. No cheese for me. Hey, the TSA is rolling out new rules now regarding the amount of powder that you're allowed in carry-on bags on international flights. Yep. Of course, nobody wants to be the subject of those searches no. or you know, being picked out as a possible right. suspicious character right. or anything. Yeah. 12 ounces of cosmetic powder, dry spices, a protein mix, talcum, uh, cocaine, as in 12 ounces of cocaine. I didn't uh, that, see cocaine. That makes you a very wealthy person if you can get away with it. Uh, but it has to do, again, with uh, reacting to what happened. This is on Australia flight where it was powder and it was explosive and they caught it at the So checkpoint. it's a real deal. They just didn't make this up. It happened. No, no, it happened. But here's it is. It happens once. That's it. Right? Read it the, uh, right, the, remember the uh, shoe bomber? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, where he took uh, a match and it was, uh, there were uh, the match heads all the way around the shoe. It was like a cartoon. Yeah, he wasn't too it good was at a, it. Uh, yeah, it was a Roadrunner cartoon with uh, Wiley Coyote uh, trying to, produce this bomb, blow it up with matches all the way around. I'm surprised they didn't have the big round black bomb that he took out with a big fuse. Yeah, but we've all been taking our shoes off ever since. Ever since we we take our shoes off, not in Europe, but uh, here, because they don't go quite crazy. So it's it's all reactive. Yeah. 
Oh, you guys, this next story breaks my heart. We are he- hearing now the 911 call played by the 17-year-old daughter of David and Louise Turpin. Because hell. And we are going to do much more of that coming up at 7.30. Chris and Carlo is going to join us and talk about uh, what happened in court yesterday. And they played the 911 call. You have it? I don't have it, right. uh, but it I, I can paraphrase a little bit of what happened. So the daughter, we're talking about the, the couple from Paris who had the 12 kids in the house, allegedly chained to bed, starved them, tortured them. The 17-year-old somehow escapes. She goes around the corner, somehow knows how to use a cell phone, calls 911, says the house smells so bad she can barely breathe, thinks that she and her siblings need to go to a doctor. Then the the operator says, hey, are you around the corner from your house? And she says, I think so. I don't get to go out very often. Unbelievable. So Chris is covering this, and we'll do much more of this at 730. Uh, and then uh, let's go ahead and do just get these out of the way. Uh, another horrific story. Right. I know what you're talking about because this one's pretty grisly. You may want to uh, put your omelet and Fruit Loops to the side for a second. But uh, a 17-year-old West Hollywood man was convicted. Uh, 37. Yesterday. I'm sorry, 37-year-old uh, man. This is a the gruesome murder. Uh, you touched on it yesterday. Uh, um, the guy Blake Libel found guilty of first-degree murder, aggravated mayhem, and I mean, unbelievable yeah. torture. It's crazy. Attack woman, yeah. scalped, mutilated his girlfriend uh, because uh, he was jealous of a new child that just came into the house, and uh, she she was giving her attention to the child, and so he tortured her to death. And uh, according to the coroner, he uh, it was a long, painful death. Yeah, this was the drain your blood guy. Yeah, just crazy stuff. All right, let's take a break, and uh, we'll come back. And we've got plenty more as we finish Handle on uh, the news. Okay. Handle, morning crew. As uh, we finish Handle on the news, Jennifer Jones Lee, Rich Murata. Yep, Rich is back filling in for Wayne. Uh, rest of the week and all of next week doing sports and also joining us, of course, for the news. I was really gratified you remembered my name. <laughs> 21 and a half years, Rich. <laughs> I know, know, but on the last day that I was here, you said goodbye to Rick Murata. I did, actually. No, you're <laughs> did right. You really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, not, and not on purpose either. <laughs> Jen, it's oh. her turn. Jay. No, shouldn't it be the R? The uh, National City Police Chief? Uh, let me see. I don't think so. No, no. Oh, it's we're the going body to the LAPD, LAPD body cam. I'm yes. sorry. Oh, LAPD okay. body cams releasing, uh, the LAPD is releasing body cam video of a fatal incident in South LA. This is the first time the department has done this. And that was a uh, video involving a suspected burglar in South LA. 17 minutes. Yeah. And you can, and it's just them doing the police doing everything they can to calm this man down. Yeah. Shot him with beanbags, taser, say he relaxed man and he's all over the place. Has a knife and is running around and will not comply. And uh, finally they get him on the ground and uh, he then uh, starts, uh, stops breathing. He's got some real problems and they call uh, 911 or they call the uh, the paramedics and uh, he ends up dying. Well, what uh, do you mean? I mean, he died from what? He went to the ground and not not breathing all of a sudden. Yeah, and uh, did they actually, choke him out or something? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they choked him out. Uh, it's they, it, the the story doesn't say, uh, but uh, his breathing became labored and it eventually stopped. Mm. 
And uh, they, they asked him if he needed medical attention and he didn't. He said, no, I think. Yeah. And then they say, hey, we're trying to help you and relax. I think this this will vindicate the police. I really sounds like something was already going on there. Right. Yeah. All right. uh, Down in southwest San Diego County, you will find National City and uh, the National City police chief was kind of accused of being of smirking at a community activist who was up there uh, championing for justice for a man who had been killed in police custody. And uh, the the person, the activist, uh, Tasha Williamson, uh, began her allotted public speaking time by demanding answers in the in the yeah, custody death. And uh, he starts smiling a bit, and, and she starts screaming, "You fire him! He's still smirking! Right? You fire him, or he's going to have to resign." So he smiles even more, and uh, they had to arrest her and throw her out of there. Uh, a gadfly. You know that every city council meeting or every police commission meeting, there's always a few gadflies. I've been to a couple. Yeah. And, oh, here I he comes. I used to know one of these guys. They, here they, he comes. Every meeting. They, everybody groans when the guy. I know. <laughs> you know, it's uh, public commentary. And half are homeless. They have nothing to add. They'll do rants on the country, the presidential policy, what the state is doing. And this is a local committee. Mosquito Abatement Committee, and they go crazy. Well, uh, the CHP is investigating a whole bunch of bizarre crank calls that were directed at some state lawmakers. This whole list of several legislators in the Assembly and Senate got these phone calls or messages from somebody who appears to be in distress, pleading for help, saying, I can't breathe. Well, they say that these are prank phone calls from a hacked list. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out who someone, did it. If someone calls me and says I can't breathe, oh no! Uh, why wouldn't it? You, know, you call call nine eleven. What do you think? What am I the? What uh, I yeah, am I the CPR maven here? You know what am I supposed to do? I just I'm impressed that you would tell them to call nine one one. Oh no, I wouldn't. That's just me saying that for purposes of the air. Okay, uh, that's better. Yeah. All right. Listen, I would have never guessed that graduation rates in high school are. Kind of a controversial item. Oh, I mean, huge. It, L.A., especially I, L.A. Yeah. U, and, L.A. Unified. And the, and the Unified District, is, while it would like to continue, it's had a winning streak of, you know, record graduation rates. But now the official numbers may not show it. And there's a, a controversy, Bill, over the way that they're measuring whether yeah, that's it goes up or not. See, that's always been the case is you have to get the graduation numbers up. So how do you do that? Well, you lower the standards. And uh, that's what's been going on for years and years. And they just changed their accounting system again uh, in terms of this has to do with dropouts and going to continuation schools. Uh, but it's it's all it's all just uh, smoke and mirrors. It's sleight of hand. How bad is teacher pay? According to a new study, nearly one in five teachers works a second job. Yeah, teachers are not getting the money. They've actually gone down over the last five years if you adjust for inflation, uh, and it is tough. Some districts actually pay a reasonable amount of money, uh, but if you're talking about Oklahoma, for example, it's $45,000 a year, but that includes the health plan, and that includes the rest of the benefits, the pensions, and so in real money, it's like $36,000 a year. How do you live on that? Uh, I mean, you don't, and uh, it's very tough. Teachers across the country, uh, yeah, it's uh, there's not much more to say other than they don't get enough money, and it's very tough. All right, you ready to take a break? Let's do 